Hey guys, you're listening to Perfect Time Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, it's a beautiful LA day and I'm sitting with a new friend, somebody I just met a few weeks ago, and I'm lucky enough to have gotten her to come in here and hang with me and get to know her a little better. Um, Michelle Smoller, how Yay. are you? I'm great. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And I am sitting across from the beautiful Lana Turner. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. It's fun when you meet like a new friend and you just like click with them right away i'm like this this is a cool chick like she's a comedian and she's funny and she's beautiful and like you've been in the business for a long time we just haven't ever Mm. had the chance to actually connect Mm -hmm. so i was like super jazzed so it's nice to meet you and hang and thank you for joining us absolutely absolutely i'm happy to be here thank you no i met you at at, uh sal's comedy hole Mm -hmm. and i love dante and rebecca they've been on the show actually too and um wonderful and they do i was gonna say like um there's like this crazy la competition that they run and I think competitions are really hard because I want to tell you the first time I ever and I I, I was there I was judging but like you weren't on the show I was doing we just met but you were great you performed that night and you were fantastic thank you you know you really have gumption you have you're brave you're on stage doing your thing with original content and she was singing with uh not only Today she has pigtails, but that day she had like cornrow braids. Oh, that that's a fantastic. whole. Yeah, that was a whole another drama in my life that, that that took on a whole new life of its own. The the, the hair was um, intended as a parody, and I loved it. It was really it was fun, really, cool. really pretty. But it, it became like a controversy online, which is interesting because really? we were going to talk about girl on girl competition. This was like, yeah. I, I did my hair to look like Beyonce's cover of Lemonade because my project is Limeade. And it became this whole like racial issue of how mm. you twist your hair and like how you feel in that hair. And it was just, it was crazy. Mm. Um, but I did love having, I mean, uh, it was striking, it right? like Medusa a little bit, like a beautiful modern day Medusa <laughs> and like a sun-kissed version and you know you have dark beautiful eyelashes dark beautiful eyebrows for those of you who are listening and haven't seen lana online you can google her and so for you to have kind of like blonder hair and for you to have like thin cornrows that night really was a beautiful juxtaposition well thank you everybody yeah. had a comment too it was funny like yeah. no matter where i went in the days that i had my hair done up like that mm-hmm. somebody had to say something about my hair because it's just like it was unusual so i don't know i don't know it was pretty fun but oh. uh, but um competition in comedy is never a plain evil like even playing yeah. field like i was judging and i even myself was aware of what's going on in the room mm-hmm. and why some people did better and why because it's you know where are you in the lineup mm. and and what topics are you doing according to like what the, what the room's going to feel like and mm-hmm. like there's so many things in the, my second time ever on stage in a comedy club was in a competition mm. and i'd only and i did stand up an open mic and then like two months later i was like i'm gonna do this competition and you. had i listened to the fact i mean i didn't place in the competition so i was like oh must not be good at this and it was literally like that's how my mind worked oh well i mean i thought it was funny but i guess they didn't and so it could have quite like it could have like killed my whole dream of being a comedian Mm. just because you know but because you don't really understand it it doesn't matter (laughs) like it it really and it's really hard to judge it's so subjective so Mm -hmm. as a judge that night I just I gave everybody such high scores because I I I think everybody who gets up and does that just deserves like like a you know a salute because that's not easy to compete but you know then you have to kind of like judge oh well which who who did better in the room oh the Mm -hmm. comic who went up closer to the end the comic who went up when the checks fell did not do as well in the room and that's not their fault but that's a category that you can like 
kind of, I don't know. So competition is not so good in comedy, I think, right? But I don't know. We were talking though, like you were saying mm-hmm. something to me because you've been on all ends of, like you've done a lot of television, right? Like mm-hmm. you were saying that you've been on on TV all around the world. Yeah, I'm going to say two things to that, you know, or three things. I'm going to say, first of all, I think that uh, competition in comedy can feel really internal. It can feel as though, you know, we compete against ourselves. Partly when we have a friend who gets a book deal or a TV show that all of a sudden it's like we feel as though we've lost when they've accomplished something because we feel like instead of us getting an award or instead of us getting a reward, we just have been performing and kind of stepped off that stage and just like a lot of the performers that night who performed and were fantastic they just went home with nothing that night Mm. but they did a great job right well it's really easy when you're like new to comedy to look around and see other people getting things and you're like you know Mm -hmm. there's a tendency to to feel like i don't know jealous or like oh they're doing it and i'm not and mm. but then the longer you are in the business and you start to see people getting things and you're like oh if they got it I can get it too because there's yeah you know there's opportunity is out there for everyone and the longer you stick with it the the narrower like it gets because there's just you know the 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 fewer and fewer people still still doing it and the opportunities are more and more I I feel like but I mean I don't know we're all still kind of looking around but also comics have a tendency to always look up the mountain and not down. So we all have a tendency to like look at somebody who's sort of a little further up and go, oh, I'm so far behind. But if you take time and you look at how much you've accomplished, you're like, oh my God, I've invested years into this business and I'm really good at what I do. And you look behind and you're like, oh, okay, I'm like a solid headliner. I've Mm -hmm. done X, Y, Z. So I don't know. It's really, I think um, we're not naturally kind to ourselves, but but I think, you know, it's good to take a moment to like realize that you're pretty and we all oh my god I'm the worst critic of myself oh my god all the time but but a competition like that can it can be hard so but mm-hmm. I mean what you were telling me was that there's you've experienced so much girl-on-girl competition which yeah. that makes me sad I I agree you know I'm an optimist I I love um other people and I'm not a hater and I really appreciate when I get the opportunity to interact with a lot of different personalities for the most part. And so when somebody kind of comes at me aggressively for no reason, um, I know it's not me for the most part. And by the way, I want to give a little shout out to my friend Phoebe Robinson, who just came out with a book uh, and who I came up with on the scene. And she has, I think it's called, um, No, You Cannot Touch My Hair. (laughs) Um, But so, you know, your story about the hair lemonade made me think of her. And she's a comedian who you know, really has worked away from the bottom and now is you doing can't really touch well. my yeah. hair. <laughs> I, I believe that's the name of the book. Yeah, but it's doing really, really well. She's like out there with uh, the girls from um, from uh, like Alana and uh, the girls from Broad City now. And oh, she's cool. doing really, really well. But it's amazing because it's like that kind of the competition made me feel like, you know, you're rising to the top with great people, too. And so that's a good kind of competition. Right. But, yeah, this bad kind of competition that I was referring to before we had this um, decision to talk about this on air was when I was in university, there was someone who had a television show. I went to Vanderbilt University, so shout out to people who live in Nashville, who are going to school in the SEC, or who are 
in university and listening right now. Um, but what happened was, at the time, there were only four television shows on the closed circuit network at Vanderbilt. So Like a small TV show, like a college 100%. TV? Yeah, okay, all right. Totally. And somebody has the, yeah, the, oh, I'm like the going to be competitive because we're on, oh, okay, I see where this is going. She's like, yeah. Yeah, if there are four shows, you get no. like 25% <laughs> of the viewership all the time for the most part. Which is like maybe a couple thousand people or something. Right, totally. It's <laughs> like, like, yeah, you're like super excited because you're a big fish in a small pond. But then all of a sudden, if there is a fifth show or a sixth show or a seventh or a tenth, or, you know, all of a sudden, if you're one out of a hundred, you only get one one hundredth of viewership. Huh. And so, for me, all of a sudden, I wanted to have the fifth show, which doesn't seem like much, but all of a sudden, your viewership goes from 25% to 20%. And there was a senior, and I was a freshman, and... In, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, snap! <laughs> but okay. um, instead of her being, like, supportive and um, being really um, open and excited about having another person involved with the student uh, television station, I remember, because not only was she a female, I, I really looked up to her because she was a professional. I thought she was just so amazing in that she produced her own show, she hosted it, but it was like she was so nice to the guys, and then I felt like she would turn at me and like, maybe it was because I was just a freshman who was nipping at her heels, but I felt like it was gender specific. Oh yeah, I think it's so, I, I what I think is funny right now is it's been so many years, but women like, um, for dudes need to recognize, we never forget. Like we mm-hmm. all have to some shit. Mm-hmm. Like this has been a long true. time. You will never forget this woman who you're like, she was such a bitch to me. <laughs> like it well, made me vow not yeah. to do the same thing also. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, but I mean, yeah, it's a good learning mm-hmm. experience because totally. like why, but yeah, I mean, and I'm sure like it doesn't help her any, at all to be like that. Come on. You know I mean? But it's, it's funny because mm-hmm. women, we really are. We're like, oh, you wronged me back in college. <laughs> like, what? <Yeah. laughs> That's crazy. But I mean, like, but, but I, I mean, going out. After that, it was like, okay, I'm going to make a conscientious decision to mentor and to be able to work and go out of my way whenever possible to help other women who are coming up and who are trying and who approach yeah, me. Yeah, no, I, you always should. Like, I love other women in comedy and other women and like, just in general. I think that we can learn a lot from each other. <laughs> you know, but you know what? You're a very beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. So women tend to feel insecure around a really attractive, I mean, look, you're a hot blonde and like, so, and you're on camera and you look smoking and she's not worried that, you. that you, that you're taking away a percentage of her audience that you're because of the percentage of people watching. She knows you're taking away a percentage because yeah. you're gorgeous. And like, and that causes a lot of insecurity, especially amongst relationships, women mm. with other women. And you don't take my man like that type of, it's, 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 it's actually probably like very biological. Like we want to hold on to whatever is ours, but I, I can see that. Like at the time when I was in college, I weighed nearly double what I do now. I weighed like two hundred fifty pounds. Really? Yeah. So back then, I was a total. I was still like sassy, still had my personality, but I looked totally different. You, you know, were two hundred and fifty so, pounds at my heaviest after college. I think I was that 
wait. But during college, it was like up and down. You're like a buck 20, right? Yeah, just about that. Yeah. I'm about like a buck 125 now. But it's like, you know, it's interesting because I've been on both sides and I've been 100 stable pounds with my bigger. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. That's definitely. Huge, I think that's Tennessee for you, by the way. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I mean, it's. Rhode Island too. I mean, it's just my biological makeup as yeah, well. Yeah, but when you're in the what? South, when you're in Nashville, everything is food and but not on campus at Vanderbilt. No, no, those girls are very Stepford oh, wife beautiful. Well, they work out a lot. I see them. Oh, I've yes. seen them running on campus and stuff. But I mean, you step off that campus yeah. into any restaurant, and what doesn't have pork mixed into the vegetable? Totally. Like you're like, totally. I'd like some vegetables. <laughs> Can you please like? And then there's like, like, but there's donut pork on it in or the, on the side. They have donuts with bacon uh. on top of them, and like you don't have to walk to get them. Like this, <laughs> yeah, you don't walk anywhere. So it's yeah, it's very easy to get big there. But yeah, but um, I was I lived in Rhode Island. That's like a I told you. I went to RISD, Rhode Island School of Design, for a summer. And man, there's some walking up those hills. Yeah, there so are. Mm-hmm. I loved it there. It's beautiful. But okay, so you Cold, had a, you didn't have a freshman 15. You had a freshman 100. Yeah, you know, I really worked hard my senior year of high school to lose weight for the first time. And I did Atkins. And I got a little wonky. You know, I really, really like would come home from school I would study for the SATs I would go upstairs so that I wouldn't be downstairs in the kitchen because I couldn't control myself <laughs> I would wait until my mother came out home and then I would like go downstairs make a huge omelet you know I would allow myself sugar-free jello oh no I would have like turkey and then I would like go back upstairs and study and like I was super 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 intense but like I also was involved with like a ton of clubs in high school but I just was really really ambitious and really um I really just wanted to be my best do my best and we were talking about with rewards and with competition you don't always get those uh tokens of validation but also growing up it's funny because um like talking about competition and now being our beautiful selves we don't always have that uh past where it's like you know what you're doing or you even necessarily look the same or even uh understand things in the same capacity as we do now yeah well i don't know when we were talking about competition though we were also the other thing we're going to talk about which is a little bit more fun (laughs) because you were saying like about bjs and stuff like (laughs) you said that you're were you a single child or you had said something about having siblings that taught you or i don't understand because i was like well just tell me when you when i see you yeah i feel like that can be a very competitive thing too well we were discussing that yeah that's true we were discussing like things to talk about and um i'm an only child so i didn't know a lot of like i feel as though a lot of people learn hints about uh sex and the hints about like how to date and how not to be awkward from siblings oh you know I just my mother's from South Africa and so she can be like this quite a bit and uh wait so you are a younger sibling I'm an only child oh an only child oh okay I mean okay so then you didn't have anybody to learn from but I didn't learn anything from my sister my sister didn't teach me anything like I I was the stinky smelly girl like I had hairy armpits hairy legs nobody really yeah nobody took me aside and said hey here's deodorant like I was yeah. I would never think that. Oh, no, I was. I was like straight up braces and hairy armpits and BO and yeah, the whole thing. What you remember that transition? kid? Uh, I do. I, I still kid. feel like the stinky smelly kid. <laughs> I don't know that I've transitioned. But I, I mean, yeah, but my sister was like, you know, so out the door. She didn't want anything to do with her little sister. So I don't, don't romanticize siblings. <laughs> it's not all. What was your I mean, sister now like? we're friends. 
Um, I, oh, we were always friends, but now we're really close. But as children, she was four years older than me and she was onto her own thing. You know, we're very different. Like even as adults, we're extremely different, but she's awesome. What did you like to do after school when you came home? What do you mean? Like middle school, high Wallow school. Wallow in my stinky smelliness, I guess. Were you like drawing? <laughs> were you watching TV? What did you like to do? Oh, I, you know, I mean, I was normal kid stuff. But I mean, we moved, right? Like we moved from Canada to Texas right when I hit puberty. So I had like oh the worst gosh. puberty ever. And it was kind of neglected like through the whole process. So That's I tough. mean, oh, puberty's horrible. So, but anyways, but like Tell me for about me, it. <laughs> a boot. Yeah. Um, but for uh, the first time that like, I, I didn't know what a, a blowjob was either. And so I was at summer camp, sleepaway. Mm-hmm. And the, I was so naive. I mean, Michelle, like, I was a late bloomer. I was super innocent. So <laughs> I did everything. I feel like I did everything five years later than everybody else around me. And I still do. I'm still figuring things out like, oh, that's what everything was going on. So somebody was talking about giving a, a blowjob Uh-oh. at camp, a girl. And I, in front of all the girls, I go, wait, you just blue on it like that's funny that's funny right I'm sure a lot of people would think that but that's what I thought and they all cracked up and made fun of me for the rest of summer that's funny (laughs) because I had no idea what it what it was so where did you go to summer camp oh in Texas it was I I went to Jew camp hey yeah I went to Camp Jory. That was a Jewish camp. Oh, are you Jewish? Yes, I'm an MOT, member uh, of the tribe. Okay, so Jew camp is a thing, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's what they refer to as summer camp, sleepaway camp for Jewish kids. Yeah, it's Jew camp. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Totally. So what was your first experience? It also actually involved kind of being in a Jewish setting. Um, I remember I was at Hebrew school and we were all, it was the year before our bar and bat mitzvah. So I guess we were in uh, seventh grade, seventh grade, yeah, I guess seventh grade, uh, sixth grade or seventh grade, I think seventh grade. And um, there was this really, really religious rabbi with a long oh, beard. Oh, no. <laughs> uh-huh. And payas, which are like the curls. That, so you grew up in religion. You know what? I grew up in a conservative home, but not in a religious, religious home. In our home, we kept kosher, which means we didn't mix certain foods with other certain yeah. foods. Wow. Like, that's That, in my mind, is a religious home. If you're keeping mm-hmm. kosher in your house, yeah, that's some, a big deal. Yeah. And so wait, means. pork in the South. Did you cut loose? Oh, I never kept kosher out of my home. But uh, yeah. Oh, honey, I let loose. Okay, so mm-hmm. that's hilarious. So you, I always find that to be really interesting that like people are like, well, we're not going to eat pig in our house. But as soon as we go out, it's all about pig. I think it also is because we had some more religious relatives. Oh, so they, they want to like, be visiting having and, them come over. I get that too. I, I know people like that. In a te- they wanted to bestow upon me the lessons of our ancestry. Right, right. That pork, and then you learn pork is yummy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so I remember we were in this classroom and a girl whispered to another girl, like a girl in my school, because it was like all different Jewish kids would go after school to Hebrew school. Right. From different places. Right. So we would all get the opportunity to see each other like, oh my gosh, Gab. But there was this one very deep, very serious rabbi (laughs) who would tell us these stories that had really, really serious significant profound meanings each week okay right so this girl is like oh my god a girl on my bus gave a guy a blowjob and she said it to my other friend and my other friend was like oh my god and i was like a blowjob what's a blowjob 
and my friend was like, shh, Michelle, shh, shh. And I was like, why? Oh, the rap I heard? Well, nobody heard then. And I was like, why? I was like, what's a blowjob? <sighs> and she was like, shh, Michelle, shh. And like, you know, they're, the, the rabbi's like, I'll tell there. you. <laughs> right. And I was like, I was, but I was like, no, nobody tells me what to shh. You know, I'm like, no, what's a blowjob? And they're like, Michelle, shh, shh. You know, and I'm like, no, what is a blowjob? You know, they're like, Michelle, shh. Finally, I'm like, Emily, tell me, what is a blowjob? <laughs> Like the rabbi in the front of the class, like this poor man, I've never seen his face go so bright red. Finally, he was like, um, class. I was like, rabbi, what is a blowjob? <laughs> yes, the rabbi. I was like, oh my God. I'm like flipping out, you know, of course, like getting all worked up. I'm like, oh my God, anybody, why? I, it's like, oh my God, it's this huge like conspiracy. Why is everyone always keeping everything from me? You know, and like finally he's like, class. Why don't we take a five minute break? <laughs> oh no, that's so embarrassing. And then everybody left the room and then he, he actually showed you. Okay. <laughs> hey, no, I didn't say I was Catholic. No, uh, no but you want to know what's funny is that um, one of my best no, friends. My, their friends still in the bathroom after. Oh, of course. Yeah. And then you knew. But one of my, so th- he just like took a break. But like one of my best friends told me um, that she had to, went to this party and she didn't know what, what kind of party she was going to. It ended up being like one of these, like a dungeon sex party in new york she had no idea she ended up like in this place going how the hell did i get here and (laughs) and she said that it was crazy because it was um a lot of like very religious jews were at this like interesting and and it just harkens back to the whole idea that like oftentimes that's true yeah you're like hiding in this super religious like you know conservative world you still have to cut loose and then so like these guys mm-hmm. were all like in their like the you know what is it the curl the payas and the the, the black hats still, and yeah. the whole thing but they're going down to this the sex party in new york so i don't know it's, it's always it, it always seems like it's the most it's like repression Repesh. leads yeah, to repression. yeah so i don't know that's interesting. That's a good story, though, because it's so embarrassing. Like when you I've done that. I I, I read uh, aloud to the class when I was younger. I had to read uh, as from the science book. And I've read that a tiny orgasm crawled out of a hole, which it wasn't. It was an organism. Oh. But I just read, <laughs> read the wrong words. So I remember. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to, to get caught in that when you're little. But yeah, I don't know. But the first time you gave a blowjob was you knew what you were doing, right? No. Well, you know, <laughs> I at that point, you know, you have seen porn so many times. <laughs> really? Like, you saw you, porn before? Well, if you have, if First, you are a scholarly person and you actually want to do something properly, period, then if you don't do your research in advance by at least trying to watch a video or read about anything before you try it, that's like getting behind a car and never having read a manual, in my opinion. Oh, okay. So I like this. So you're going to give a scholarly blowjob. <laughs> Oh, so yeah. the advice is, to, I, I, I was like, I had read, you know, I had read, you know, I don't. You even researched. Think, oh yeah, I researched before. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you after you learned, you went home and you were like, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to learn about this. I'm going to read up on it, and I'm going to be good at it. Because you said yeah. that you were at an age where you were like, I'm going to be the best. <laughs> and it harkens back to our whole conversation about competition. So mm-hmm. you went into every opportunity in your life, including the competition itself. When I'm going to win. And I'm going to watch some porn and I'm a winner. <laughs> well, you know what? It's just like, 
if you're going to try it something, why not try wholeheartedly if you can? There you go. Or don't try it all. Well, I think that's a great advice. That's what I thought at first. After a while, it's like, meh, you know, sometimes <laughs> you just have to enter the competition because sometimes, what do they say? Half of success is just showing up. So sometimes you just got to suck a dick. <laughs> sometimes you just got to open your mouth and see what comes out or see what comes in, I guess. Michelle, how can people find you? And is there anything that you're looking to promote right now? Uh, yeah, I would really appreciate it if you would follow me on Facebook and please follow me on Twitter. And can you give your handle? Where can people? What? Yeah, I'm at Michelle Smoller. M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-S-M-O-L-L-E-R. Smaller like a roller. And thank you so much for having me on your show today. I had a really good time. And thanks for coming. It's great to meet you. I know we're going to see each other a lot more now. So Yeah, we're going to go hiking. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful day today. So pretty out. Yeah, LA's, is. when isn't? We're in LA, right? Yeah. So nice. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to the Perfect 10 Podcast. I'm Lana Turner, L-A-H-N-A-T-U-R-N-E-R. Come back and listen again and tell 10 people. Yeah.